Hey guys, in today's episode, I'm joined by Lexi, the owner of the rave clothing company Headbanger Ravewear. Lexi and I have a candid conversation about the Black Lives Matter movement, as well as how brands, festivals, influencers, and event producers can do a better job with representation and diversity in the EDM community. These conversations are so important to have right now, both online and in your inner circles, and I am so grateful to Lexi for coming on today to share her experiences. We have a lot of ground to cover in today's episode, so let's get into it. Hey you guys, welcome back to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I am your host, Emma Capotis. Thank you all so much for being here. Happy Wednesday. I am so excited to share this episode with you guys today. We're we're really getting into it. We have a lot of ground to cover, as I mentioned. I have a very special guest on who I just can't wait to share her and her story and her experiences with you. We have probably some of the most like intense and not heavy, but just just really intense conversations today about what's going on in the world, in the United States, how we can all be better people, be more supportive, look outside our own lives and try and understand what other people are going through and try to better educate ourselves and constantly be learning and I'm honestly just so honored that this is why I love doing this podcast to to meet other people, to hear about their experiences, and then to share that with you. So I really hope you guys enjoy today's topic. Definitely, definitely a heavier topic than some of the things we normally get into, but the most important. And I am so, so honored again to have Lexi on today. So Before we get into things, you guys know what time it is. Uh, First and foremost, again, thank you all for checking out the podcast. Uh, So excited to have you here. If you guys don't mind for a couple seconds, uh, please go rate and review on iTunes. Any, If you throw a couple stars, that helps. If you're feeling up to writing a sentence, that helps with discovery of the podcast as well. So I appreciate all of you guys who take the time to do that. I really, really really means a lot. Um, You can also follow along with us on Instagram and on Twitter at RaveCultureCast and at Emma Capotis if you guys want to follow along with my personal account. Always posting stuff on there about the podcast and posting questionnaires, polls. You know, I want all of your input, which brings me to my next point. We have a Facebook group, fam. It is so incredible to be interacting with you guys over there in the group. I love Everybody's post so far, you guys have been so incredible with like coming up with your own topics to talk about, posting different memes. It's been incredible. So you guys can find us. Um, It's called Rave Culture Cast Community. It's a private Facebook group. Go request to join it. It's also in the link of our Instagram account at Rave Culture Cast. So come join us over there. We can talk about episodes and whatever else related to the EDM and festival community. So it's been really fun to get to know you all a little bit better over there. Okay, uh, lastly, you can make this your stories. Put this up on your Instagram stories and tag us in it and tell a friend today. Tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. Send a link out to someone. Share it with someone. Uh, Anybody who you know likes raving or likes festivals and needs a new podcast to listen to. I know you guys got my back, so thank you all so much for doing that. Okay, let's get into our listener of the week. 
So for those of you who don't know, at the top of every episode, I like to shout out one of our listeners um, or anybody that you want me to talk about. So this is completely based on your nominations. I am always, always looking for more. I think I only have one left in the pile right now. So you guys, I will shout out whoever you want me to. It doesn't even have to be a person. It can be an organization. It can be the protesters. It can be your your mom, your uncle, whatever you want me to do. Um, so email me, raveculturecast at gmail.com. That's raveculturecast at gmail.com with your listener of the week nominations. So this one comes from Annie. It says, hi, Emma. I would like to nominate my brother, Stephen Kubanda. He just turned me on to this podcast, which I love, by the way. But even more importantly, he turned all of his four sisters on to raving. He has his own rave fam that he does festivals with, but he's especially plan out festivals for our own family. Some festival memories we made raving with all five of us siblings, and that is because of him. He just knows how to have a good time, and he's definitely a rave dad to get everyone around. Love you and hang in there. Love, Annie. I love that. Keeping it in the family, all five siblings raving together. I think that's awesome. So shout out, Steven. You are our listener of the week. Thank, first off, thank you so much for telling your sisters about that. That's about the podcast. That's absolutely amazing. So I really, really appreciate that. Again, that that's like probably how this gets out there. Word of mouth is definitely the best way, especially in such a, a small community. I mean, you guys know it's the EDM community is not that big when you really think about it. So thank you so much for doing that. I so much appreciate you for being a listener and for being here and for supporting the podcast, Steven. So I hope you have an awesome week. And with that, you guys, that's pretty much my intro. I do not have any upcoming submissions at this point. I have so many interviews scheduled back to back. I've really been enjoying interviewing people and having conversations and meeting other people in the community. So give me some feedback on email or on Instagram, DM me or post it in the Facebook group. Let me know what you guys think about the interviews versus the podcast where it's just me and you chatting. Uh, I'm very curious to hear your thoughts, but I can't wait for you to hear some of the interviews we have coming up. I'm, I'm trying to line up some good ones for you guys. So with all of that being said, let me do my quick intro to Lexi before we really get into today's topic. Go grab a snack, grab a drink, chill out, let's hang out together. Okay, so Lexi, again, she is the owner of the rave clothing company Headbanger Ravewear. For any of you who don't know, it's spelled without any vowels. So it's H-D-B-N-G-R-V-W-R. So headbanger ravewear in all caps. Girls got it down. So I believe I became familiar with her company because I saw a lot of people wearing her one shirt that she has that says not your rave bay. If you've seen that around, that's Lexi's company. She also has shirts that say like just know Brad and Chad, rave gal, rave mom, rave dad, my rave outfit is not my consent. That's a personal favorite of mine. I have that shirt. She um, gifted that to me. So love what her brand stands for and the different messages and sayings she has. Um, so if you guys are not familiar, her company is all about making you feel empowered and included. She has on her website the hashtag all sizes matter and she'll talk about it today. She wanted a range of clothing that fits everyone like you know, there's no body that's too small, too big. Everyone should feel included. Everyone should have a rave outfit that they feel comfortable in and that feel like they feel like it represents them. And it was cool to hear her in this interview talk about where some of the sayings came from, like what gave her the idea. 
for some of the shirts. So you will hear a little bit about how she started her company. And then, of course, we're going to talk about her experiences. I believe she's half black and half Puerto Rican. So she's going to just share what the last few weeks have been like living her life, talking to her family, living in this country. Um, So it really was incredible. And I, again, appreciate you so much, Lexi, for being so honest and open with me today. Some of the conversation today may make some people uncomfortable. Like if you're not used to talking about race or diversity and things like that, I really hope you guys are open to this conversation because I learned so much. And again, this is really about giving other people a platform to talk and share their experiences and to let us know what it's like being them. So again, I couldn't stress enough how important this conversation was to have. I left it feeling just so enlightened and grounded. I don't know the right word, but I I don't know. Alexia just made me feel so great. She's amazing and such a genuine person and a great character. So that's what we're going to be chatting about today. Um, We're obviously going to be talking about the EDM community and the rave scene because that's what this podcast is um, about. And we're going to talk about ways, better ways to support the black community, better ways to have more inclusion in this scene, what brands can be doing, what we can be doing as consumers. And really, it's just about lifting, lifting people up, lifting black people up. Um, Lexi's an absolute gem. Again, you can follow her at Lexi, L-E-X-I, Bex, B-E-X, 145 is her personal account. And then if you want to follow Headbanger Ravewear, it's H-D-B-N-G-R underscore R-V-W-R. And all of that will be listed in the description box. So without further ado, welcome to the podcast, Lexi. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you for doing this tonight. Of course. I'm so I'm so happy to be here. And I'm just, I wanted to say thank you for, I mean, I think this is the first physical time we're actually talking like kind of face to face. I know, right? Yeah, this is our first like meeting. Yeah, I'm really excited. Awesome. I'm so excited. Well, it, it's been too long, but before before we get into everything, I want to introduce you to everybody. Um, obviously, you're involved in the Raven Festival scene. So just to kick things off with just a normal introduction, I would love for you to just share where you're from, how old you are, what you do, and then how long you've you know been involved in like the, the festival scene. Okay. So my name is Lexi. I am from Westchester County, New York, and I've been raving since 2016. Okay. And... It's been a journey, and I feel like the raving community is such an amazing community because I know in, like, different genres of music that they have their own types of community, but I feel like it's different because there's such, like, love and acceptance, and you meet people that you feel like you've known your whole life, which I love, and I met some of my best friends on Radiate, so it's been... (laughs) experience like my best friend Naomi Gonzalez has like you know ever since E it was EDC 2016 I can't believe that was even a thing at one point (laughs) but I miss it so much um but yeah ever since then I fell in love with the culture and you know I remember making like the signature like rave bra that everybody like would make Mm -hmm. (laughs) yep yep that's awesome yeah I've just it's been like a beautiful experience, like raving and being able to travel and meet people like you. So I'm just loving it. Well, right so I mean, it, I'm, it might be related to your clothing company, but what what's your favorite genre if you have one and maybe some like favorite artists that you're loving? 
You know, what I, <laughs> I call question. myself a melting pot because everybody thinks because I own Headbanger Raver that I disdain every other um, <laughs> every other genre. Yeah. But I actually, I love trance, dubstep, hard style. Mm. I love techno. Um, I like anything that I can vibe to. I really like it. Um, mm -hmm. Some of my favorite artists are, what is it? Above and Beyond, Excision. Oh, yeah. I love Seven Lions. Um, I have a soft spot for IO lately, so it's oh, been, yeah. <laughs> oh. Andrew Bayer as well. Mm -hmm. Amazing. And That's then awesome. I guess I'll throw in another like heavy, like dubstep artist, Murata. <laughs> it's one of my Oh, favorites. wow. Yeah. That's super heavy. No, it's yeah. good. I feel like I, some people are like pretty stuck to their genres, but I'm similar to you. Like definitely a melting, like to me, it's good. It's music. Like it's dance music, any kind. I'm so down and sometimes at festivals, I don't know if you're like this, like, I like to have a little bit of everything. Like, I can't just have one genre all night. Like, I want a little bit of everything, depending on my mood. Same. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, I feel the same way. But, okay, so I want to talk about your company first and foremost, Headbanger Ravewear. So, because I don't think I know the history of your company. So, I would love to know, like, when you started it and what was, like, the inspiration behind you starting this company? So I started having a rave about two years ago and it was very much in the baby steps because I always had an issue with body image ever since I was like younger I was like bullied for being a little overweight and especially um, with individuality and stuff so I was like I don't know I mm -hmm. always felt very uncomfortable and I moved to the suburbs where it was particularly more of like you know class like you know like people who weren't like me mm -hmm. and I felt like a little bit self-conscious, but then when I found the rave scene, I was like, okay, I feel a little bit more in my skin. That's mm -hmm. when I started making bras, but it was to the point where like, I would wear jeans to a rave and then the bra. Yeah. So I was just like, <laughs> modest. Cause I grew up in a, a very like, I'm, I'm black and Puerto Rican. So I grew up in a house where it was like, you have to cover up because you're curvy. <laughs> so <laughs> I thought at raves, like, I was like, okay, I guess everybody's going to be wearing jeans. And, and I was like, oh, nobody's wearing jeans. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 2016 was really cold. So I was like, whatever. Um, mm -hmm. But I decided to make Headbanger Rave where I think a little shortly after my first e-force experience. And then that's when I was really going on that self-love thing and what really kicked it off was I went to go see Flostradamus at the Brooklyn Steel. Nice okay. And that Floss is one of my favorite artists like I yep. should have mentioned before but <laughs> oh, I just love all of them. Um, yep. But the cool thing that happened was I wore the first thing that I ever made for Headbanger Rave where it's a rave it's like my rave gal sweater and that was mm, the first thing okay. I ever made and I wore it to that show even though it was like really hot I yeah. like had to wrap <laughs> Yep. So at the end, like, I guess like Floss was meeting people and mm -hmm. I kind of devised a plan, which I was not proud of on how to <laughs> meet I, I was like, oh my gosh, I dropped my glasses conveniently where he is. <laughs> like I was going to get his glasses and I like, I dropped it and then I went to Floss. I was like, oh my gosh, you're real. <laughs> so then we were talking, I took a picture with him and I was like, yeah, like I'm starting out this rave war brand mm -hmm. and it's about, you know, inclusivity plus size and like since I'm a plus size girl, like I want to wear clothes that I feel comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And he was like, girl, you got to do you. It's amazing. <laughs> I 100% support it. I was like, he's so <laughs> awesome, right? Yeah. So ever since then, that's where it like throttled. And that's when I started, um, 
you know, creating concepts and because I went to FIT, the Fashion Institute of Technology. So my mom always knew that I was going to get into fashion somehow, but she didn't know how. Right. So it's kind of funny how I'm in fashion now. (laughs) So So you just graduated this year from FIT. Oh, no, I graduated in 2015. And then I just recently graduated with my master's at Mercy for business administration. Wow, that's so awesome. Oh my God. Yeah, law schooling. <laughs> oh my God. That's so cool. Wait, so I was going to ask you, like, how did it evolve from that one first design? Like, did you have other concepts in mind or did it sort of just like evolve as you went? At first, I was making bras, but then I realized that I needed something else because making a rave bra is Mm -hmm. it's a beautiful talent but it's very difficult if like it has to be the right person to make it Mm -hmm. I was just kind of making it like arbitrary and I was like okay whatever I'm feeling I'm gonna make it but then I wanted to get into t-shirt designs and I remember this because I was kind of like in a battle with myself because I am like Mm-hmm. I feel like I get like ideas in my sleep or something. I should keep a dream journal, but you definitely should. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, I think it was black Friday of like black Friday, two years ago before black Friday. And then right. literally the, like the night before I started like thinking, I'm like, okay, well there needs to be rave shirts that are actually cute and not the ones with like obnoxious fonts and like you're a designer so like you know how some rave shirts have like really yep. not so good type and it's like oh. I was like how can I like dive in here so yeah. then I was like okay like what bothers me at a festival I hate getting hit on when I don't want to like you know talk to someone mm-hmm. so I, that's when I came up with not your rave bay because I was like okay like get away okay. from me I don't want to talk to you yeah, I want to yeah. buy with my music and my friends and like I really don't <laughs> wanna you know I don't yeah. want anything yeah <laughs> yeah that's so true oh my so god that's, yeah that, I mean you I love the way you thought about that that was more like you thought of the problem and then what's the solution after what which is like yeah. totally on point with with like rave culture and like the festival scene sometimes that's so dope oh my god so is that one because that's the one I knew you from that's the other shirt I have which is in the wash right now but um I've seen that one a lot on social media like do you do you have a favorite shirt or do you kind of love everything equally (laughs) oh man they're all my babies but if I had to say like my favorite thing that I've ever made it has to be more like the ornate design shirts where it's like there's like a skull and roses like shirt that's really epic and very metal and like not a lot of people know about the shirt but when people do go on the site and see it they're like oh my gosh that's so cool but I really do love like not your rave bay because it does like it does hold its weight because I'm pretty sure if you're at a show and you're just like, you know, whether like you're in a long distance relationship and your boyfriend can't be there or, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're just really not in the mood to like, you know, mingle with anybody mm-hmm. and you just want to make friends. Like it's a perfect conversation starter. And I think that's yeah. why I like it. And also the sweaters too are really cool. Yeah. Oh, I, I think it's, I, I love that you, well, one, you were solving a problem and two, like you wanted other people to feel like included. And I think there's so many women in the scene, like, yes, there's a whole side of rave fashion, which is very like showy and like love that in some occasions but there is the other side where like you want to be comfortable you maybe just want to wear a t-shirt and fishnets or something like that so everybody should have the option to pick something that fits their style and what they're comfortable and I feel like it's a really good place to start too if you're just getting into this community and you haven't like figured out your style yet 
Yeah, and it, it's a perfect cover-up, too, just in case mm. it gets cold and it's, like, a perfect thing to throw in your bag and you can put it over it. So it's, like, you're kind of having two outfits in one. Yep. And especially with the My Rave outfit is not my consent because I should have mentioned that is also one of my favorite shirts because yeah. I won't get too much into it, but, like, I've had a bunch of friends who are victims of, like, sexual assault and, like, mm. you know, myself included. And I think it's something that, you know, a lot of people do talk about, but I feel mm-hmm. like you know, at shows, we're a family, right? So even if you're wearing a statement and like some people, it would be, what's it called? Like, you know how when people are like, okay, like someone reads the vibes, but the vibes are not there. The yeah. shirt is like my rave off. It's not my consent. Like whatever you feel. Right. So right. don't. hundred <laughs> yeah, percent. No, but it is. I mean, I don't think I've talked about this. I, I did an episode on consent, but there is like, there's this at the show, it's one thing. And then there is this whole portion of it that isn't talked about as much which is like getting to the show and leaving the show which is where so many like uncomfortable situations can happen like I'm sure most women have experienced them um and it is like I I don't know if you're this way like I really think about like my transportation and Mm -hmm. where am I staying like all of that is very top of my mind because like I do understand and like not that your outfit again has anything to do with it but I do understand there's fucking creepers out there yeah. And you have to be safe. And it, it's it's unfortunate that that's something that we have to go through. But I do. I very much appreciate the shirt. <laughs> I love giving it to you. That was like, I don't know, like, I, I, I like giving people things. So yeah. even if anybody, I'm like, oh, my God, here, like, take it. I don't, I don't care what you do with it. I just want to have it. <laughs> it's like, is it, but what's it like seeing people like, at, obviously, we don't have shows right now. But what's it like seeing people at shows or festivals, like wearing your stuff? It's it's like it's a good feeling because at first I was like oh I'm just like making this stuff for myself because I I don't want to see so many people wearing this stuff like you know Mm -hmm. because as like a person who like just started it I was like oh like you know like I'm doing this for fun like I'm not really doing it for anything but like Izu this past year I literally saw like two people wearing my shirt and I was like oh my god like I I made that shirt I made that shirt and they're like oh my god you're Lexi and I'm like yes and then we like take pictures and stuff and like it just makes me feel so happy that um, not only the shirt, like, you know, is, like, a conversation starter, but everybody feels empowered and, like, a badass in my clothes. Right. Which is the reason why I love it, because even if you are, like, feeling really bad or really sad about something, like, mm-hmm. I know, like, if I wear a shirt that has a statement, it's, like, an outfit can kind of change your mood, mm-hmm. especially, like, every single time I put on Not Your Rave, I'm like, ooh. I was, like, <laughs> Nobody's going to cross me today. Yeah, right. <laughs> feeling sassy. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a cool, it's such a rewarding experience, especially like as a creator, it's, it's got to just be such a cool experience to see people and like out of everything they pick to wear that day, like they pick to wear like one of your items, which is so awesome. But um, I did want to ask what, what's up next for you? Like, do you have a collection? Do you have pieces in mind or anything like that? What can you spill the tea on? <laughs> oh, I have notes. Um, I know that I was asked. I know that I was asked to do a couple of giveaways, so I may do some more giveaways. Um, I know as of recent, which was really awesome. Like Rolita Couture was in one of my giveaways for the two-year anniversary for Headbanger Raveware, and yep. I've been um, Facebook friends with Rosa, and I was like, "Oh, this is just probably going to be a shot in the dark, but I'm going to do it anyway." Agree, <laughs> and I was just like, "Oh my god!" You know, because. Um, between you and I and everybody listening, the only rave wear I've ever worn is my own rave wear. Oh, wow. So the first person, the first brand that I ever repped that wasn't my own was Rolita's. 
Wow. Okay. So I was like, hey, like, in like exchange for you helping me with this, I'm going to buy something. And then like, if anybody ever, if anybody wants to see the fit, it's on my Instagram. But, um, yep. yeah, I have a couple of, um, I have a couple of like shirts that I want to make like right now, like it's like the racism is employer shirt. Love that yeah um, it's gonna be a line that's dedicated to like black lives matter and the portion of the proceeds are gonna go to an organization i still have to find the organization because mm -hmm. i know that they were saying like the black lives matter and the george floyd one like is already over fluxed with donations mm -hmm. so i want to find like a proper like like place to donate because i know yeah. i I was from Fort, like I'm, I'm from the Bronx originally mm -hmm. and Fordham recently was one of the cities that got trashed really bad. So I may wow. try to find a fund that helps them like rebuild their stores. Wow. Stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big one. I know, um, my company like subscribes to something called good today and it's really interesting. Like every day the company like donates a certain amount of money. I think it's like only 25 cents a person, but you, they show you two charities and you can pick which one you want to donate. It's really cool. And I've been writing them down because recently they've all been about like black lives matter, but they keep suggesting places that I've never heard of. So I can send you some too, but I like wrote down some of them were, were like what you were talking about, like helping small businesses rebuild their storefronts. Another one was like providing emergency food to people in the Minnesota St. Paul area. So there's so many things popping up like that right now. Obviously, you know, just do your research and make sure it's a legitimate thing. So there's yeah. shitheads who create fake GoFundMe's right now and steal money from people, which is insane. But that is absolutely amazing. I love that. Yeah. And then also like I am thinking of a brand new line that I'm probably going to have to shoot within my own home because yep. <laughs> I personally like I feel like people forgot about coronavirus and I I am terrified and I don't want to get sick. So I'll probably everybody's probably gonna see just me like <laughs> new clothes. Yeah. And I know I wanna venture out into rave wear at some point, but it's probably gonna be looking sometime like next year because with mm -hmm. me like I test the prototypes. So like I need to okay. see what fits, what's problematic, what will work, what won't work. So mm -hmm. I'm trying to do that and then I don't know if you knew, but like over the coronavirus like pandemic and it's still happening right now, there were like a lot of companies that like even for basic face masks, like there was a really bad price gouging problem. Mm, okay. And at first, like I was very apprehensive about, you know, even and you probably feel this as a creator too, like during like, you know, this pandemic and now like with everything going on with social issues, like it's kind of like hard to repivot like how to post content because you yeah. don't want to like trigger anybody. You don't want to make them feel like, oh, well, this person doesn't care. This mm -hmm. person doesn't want to talk about these issues, but I was dealing with a lot of that this quarantine and even with the coronavirus and like I saw that there were a lot of like people like with masks that were really expensive and yeah. what I did was with my brand like I I came out with a variety of masks like really really cute masks and they were only ten dollars free shipping wow that's not bad yeah so on top yeah. of that also like I did like a 25% off like for anybody who like didn't want it because everybody was losing mm -hmm. their jobs right so I was anybody wanted like you know to buy like a mask it's free shipping but if anybody wanted to buy anything else from the site mm -hmm. it's 25 percent off that's awesome um but i think all the last thing on my list is i have this photo shoot after movie that i've had for a while Ooh, that I I want to post. 
And what I'm doing is I would like to post it sometime soon when everything dies down, mm -hmm. but it's just like the photo shoot that I recently did was the first photo shoot I had Banger Rave where, and it's going to be um, video clips that I have compiled like over this year of people saying things about my brand as like the photo shoots going on. That's awesome. So I think those are some of the things. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, a, yeah, you sound busy. There's a lot going on, but you, I'm really excited to see where you go with it. And it is an interesting time. And like, I'm glad you brought up like quarantine and things like that. It's, it's also just a tough time right now. Like being creators in the festival scene when we don't know when things are going to come back and like you're so right like so many people have had to pivot their focus but at the same time it's like one of those things where it's giving us this time that we'll probably never have again to just like sit down and really focus on like what am I doing what's important to me how can I utilize this time to like really build my foundation so that when things pick up again and get insane because I'm sure we're all going to want to go to everything when we can like it's going to be non-stop so it is good because it probably will give you this time to sort of like focus on what you want to do next and like how you want to expand your brand too yeah 100 percent. yeah well and I, I did want to chat you actually brought up something that I wanted to talk a little bit about today like obviously given everything going on in this country in the past week um, I thought it was super important to have you on today and I'm, I really appreciate you using your voice and giving your thoughts and opinions on everything because with, I, I think, well, first I just want to start asking by like how your past week has been and how you feel about everything going on right now in the United States after the murder of George Floyd and then all the protests that have happened after. Well, being biracial in America, I've like, as I've like grown up, like I've dealt with my hand of like racism and something that my mother always taught me is that no matter what like you have to treat everybody with love and respect and I think that's another reason why I like the community because it preaches that and like it's mm -hmm. something that um I think America should take a page out of the rave communities book because I'm pretty sure like if we were just in unison with each other that a lot of the problems that are fa we're facing mm -hmm. would not exist and with like the murder of George Floyd, Will Smith like said a really great quote that said, racism isn't getting worse, it's just getting filmed. Mm -hmm. yes. Which brought a really good point as to, you know, it's finally bringing an ugly side out. And mm -hmm. it's something that was really hard to watch because I feel like as the future progresses, I feel like it is going to get worse but at the same time like everybody's coming together to fight against systematic racism and mm -hmm. you know they're defunding the police and things like that and I think that's a good way to start but what I told myself like prepping for this um prepping for this interview it didn't start with George Floyd and it didn't start with Breonna Taylor like it this started 400 years ago mm -hmm. and I encourage everybody who is following what's going on with Black Lives Matter and everything that's going on right now to just take like five or 10 minutes like of your day and kind of look at what our professors and teachers didn't teach us in high school. Because mm -hmm. that kind of is like um, the foundation of where racism started. Right. And if we are able to look at what happened in the past, maybe it can help us prevent what's going to happen in the future and to halt certain systems that are in place that do target Blacks and everything. And 
not to even discredit, like, you know, like, as I said, like, I am Black and Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. There is oppression on both sides, like, whether, like, you know, even with, like, the kids in cages and stuff like that. And I feel like it's, like, knowledge is power, and it's fundamental to know what's going on and to see who you can vote for to stop these things from happening to people and who you can, like, you know, go protest with and what protests you can go to to show your support. And, like, another thing that I found is that, you know, like, since my mom is, like, at risk, like, for COVID, if I do go out and contract something, I haven't been able to protest. Right, right. But I wanted to tell people out there that there are more ways to support the cause than protesting. Mm -hmm. You can sign petitions. You can share on your socials. You can even talk to a friend about it. You can you know, have healthy debates and you guys can see where everybody's coming from, but that doesn't discredit like the disrespect mm-hmm. that, you know, some people really get heated on social media and some people right. like to think that, you know, well, your opinion's wrong because you don't know right. or that, you know, that it's just, it's a crazy time and there's a lot of things happening and like everybody's, some people are like, literally getting dragged into controversies and all this stuff and it's like you know it's like how are you on the wrong side of history yeah you know like as it's happening like you're on like the history is there like why are you choosing to be on the wrong side like mm-hmm. love is love and people just want to be supported and I think that's something that we can't forget during these times because we're all a universal family and music is what brought us together in the first place. So anything helps. And if anybody is feeling like they're not helping, Mm -hmm. you're doing more than you think by sharing a post. You're doing more by educating someone who really didn't know anything about what's going on. And you guys are doing the best that you can. Yeah. Oh, that was so well said. I, you answered some of my questions, but I was going to say, I think, I mean, I have a lot of thoughts on this, but I think one, there have been so many teachable moments in this past week. And, you know, if you're not black and you're listening to this, there are so many ways you can make a difference. And I think that's like one thing that's been so powerful this past week is like the reaction and the response. And I think it was, um, the fresh raver shared today, like everything that's happened in the past few days, like that's made a change. And it is like, when you see it written out, you're like, holy shit, like people are actually making a difference. And that's what happens. And I think that this situation with George Floyd is like, it was like the straw that broke the camel's back. Obviously, like you said, this wasn't one incident. This is hundreds of years of things. And then people are finally like enough, like enough is enough. And it can't just be black people making comments about this. It has to be everyone collectively making enough noise to actually drive change. And I feel the same as you, like there might be some things that you do publicly. And then there are some things you need to do in your personal life. And I've had some like very intense conversations with coworkers, friends, my family this past weekend that like we've never talked about things on that level and like it was a little bit emotional but I feel like the things you do in private are just as important as the things you do in public and that might be standing up for people if someone ever makes a racist comment in front of you it's like shut that shit down immediately and it might, you might lose friends. I've seen a lot of people posting that they've like cut off connections on social media because people are just being ignorant, but you just have to have uncomfortable conversations right now. And people just have to be willing to learn because especially as somebody who's white, like a lot of people this week have been saying like, oh, I'm educating myself, which I, that's how I feel. But at the same time, you, you have, 
it doesn't happen overnight. These are not experiences that we've lived. So you can't learn that overnight. You have to have conversations over and over and over again and watch films and read books and just educate yourself on situations that you haven't been involved in and listen to other people. So I'm going on a rant now, but especially 400 years of history. Like I was like, I made like, I didn't make a joke, but I was like, you know, like you can't learn, you know, like 400 years of history in 25 mm -hmm. minutes. Like, it's like, kind of like, and I urge people who do want to learn more. It's like, it is, it is a very traumatic thing mm -hmm. and it takes a lot. And I'm an empath. So it takes a lot to, <laughs> yeah. it takes a lot to really sit down and kind of analyze the situation for what it is and then moving forward from it. And it's even, I've noticed as well, there's like a lot of, you know, like shouting out like, you know, black one businesses and things like that. And like, we love the recognition and I'm happy that we are being recognized, but it like, it's also as simple as just like, you know, checking in on your friends and seeing if they're okay. And like, just knowing that like your friends of color, like are really hurting from the situation and they need time to heal. Mm -hmm. And it could even bring up wounds that they didn't even know that they had. Right. And it's something that, it's a very like liberating feeling seeing everybody coming together and everybody just, you know, saying like, we're here with you because, you know, I'm pretty sure 400 years ago, my ancestors wouldn't want someone, people to be like, we're here with you. Mm -hmm. And it's just, Amazing. it's just like really enlightening to see like, you know, how, you know, it's like, we're not so divided after all. And then like mm -hmm. the section of people who really are not about it. I think they should just go on their own little separate island. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> it's like, like, no, to be 100% honest with you, and I haven't said this yet, but I think, I mean, I think a lot of people probably saw it within the last week, like the chain of events. Like, I think it started quiet and it was just building momentum and building momentum. And I know I, I spoke to my friends about this. I think at first, you know, you think of yourself and you're like, okay, I have this small platform you know, how can I use my voice? And like, maybe it won't make a difference. And then I very quickly realized like, no, there's, it's very clear where I stand. And if I haven't made that loud enough and I haven't been clear about it, like I'm actually going to just put this on blast right now because I don't give a fuck. Like if I, if people don't follow exactly. me or don't care, because I think it's very clear cut, like how you should be defending the situation and what side you should be on. Um, and I do, I do think people ha should have the opportun opportunity to learn and to grow. Um, but I mean, social media, like attentions are high already. Like people, yeah. there are so many trolls and so many bullies, like on all forms of social media, but I, I don't think people should be attacked either for their response. Like one of my friends shared a really great post and it was like, don't attack people for who are speaking up for saying the wrong thing. Like, tell them what they can change, give them some constructive criticism or feedback, but, you know, don't scare them off from saying anything again in the future. And that's how I felt for a couple of days. I was like so nervous. I was going to say the wrong fucking thing. And like, oh, yeah. 
And so, I'm a person of color too, and I was even like, you know, because you have so much rage, you know, because mm -hmm. like, you know, my dad, like when he, he grew up in the same house that I was in and like, he told me about the experiences that he dealt with. And I'm just like, I'm so angry. Yeah. But like, you know, you, sometimes like it took me a while to really talk on social media about what was going on. And I was sharing a bunch of, you know, things that are happening and things like that. And once I really did speak out because I do have very adamant views and a few, like both of our views are very in line. So yeah, that's why I, I fuck with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, one person, like I felt like I was a victim of um, racial gaslighting. Mm, okay. That's like heard that term in this past week. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Racial gaslighting where it's people are, you know, kind of just demonizing people of color about their opinions about it when they have absolutely a hundred percent right to mm -hmm. talk about how they're feeling because it's our lives mm -hmm. you know it's like anything like george floyd that situation i think you know what if that was my dad in the situation what if i was walking and i was stopped by a cop and something happened to me like and when you put it in that perspective i think everybody should kind of put it in that perspective like whether you're whatever race you are you have to put yourself in that position you're like look like what if that happened to me what yeah. i would want people to fight for my right I would yep. want people to, you know, intervene and say something. And mm -hmm. I would want to be secure. I would want to be safe. And yep. I think that's why I feel so strongly about it because it's a very difficult topic. And I know that it all has to do with us and how we, you know, it depends on like who we're voting for, what information mm -hmm. we're sharing out there, how to teach people how to be allies with us. Mm -hmm. And even there's something circular circulating on social media where it's like, well, black people are not like they're they don't have to teach you their history. Like you can go look it mm -hmm. up yourself. Yep, Which yep. is something that it's a fork because for me, I'm just like if they're my friends, I would want to teach them the proper way to address black people, the proper right. way to say things. So they're not on social media and they say something wrong and then they get torn apart for it. That's why I was offering for my friends. Like I was mm -hmm. like, if you guys want to. I'll read over your posts and see what you can change. Like not even like their stances on anything, but just something how it could be worded better or how to not get such negative backlash from what they're about to put on social media. Because you're right. There are a bunch of bullies mm -hmm. and sometimes you're just like, this is right. Like, and it's like, and it was something that I was talking to my boyfriend about the other day. It's not a political issue. It's a human right issue. Yep. And honestly, people are making this about politics. And people, and I'm not going to go into my political beliefs because I, I, I think everybody should love each other. And I think yeah. everybody should just, I think trading yep. candy and hugging people, like maybe mm -hmm. we just need a whole big cuddle puddle. Like, I don't know. Like, that's yep. how I am. Like, and I just see everybody fighting and then it's like, it hurts me. As I said, like I'm an empath and I'm just mm -hmm. like, wow, like there's so much tension and there's so much hate. Like, how can I, you know, like, and I feel how you feel because it's like, you know, like I have a smaller platform and it's just like, well, what I'm saying, like get to the right people, like mm -hmm. will it enlighten someone to kind of just check in on your black friends, check in on your people of color friends, like even check in on, you know, your white friends, because, you know, it's like a really tough time because it's like, I feel like on both sides, it's a lot of things because, you know, with like white people, they're being like demonized by not knowing enough of this information. And then mm -hmm. we're being demonized by, oh, well, maybe you shouldn't have been doing that. Maybe right, you right, should right. just 
not done anything stupid to get yourself in that situation, which I hate that stance. But I think it's going to turn into like a renaissance because it's going to be a huge learning experience for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I think in times like this, we should all like love each other. Yep. And yeah. And I think, I mean, I, the one thing I feel is just like how I, this time is different than others. I think a lot of people are now saying like, okay, like how do we carry this on? Like this isn't just going to be a new story that's going to fade away. And then the next thing is, is going to come. Like, I think it's just going to take, small actions every day and like even in the raving community I've seen a lot of brands step up which has been amazing and I've really really appreciated seeing even some of the people like I work uh, work with like really speak up on it and I think one of the next things I want to talk about a little bit obviously is like bringing this back to what the podcast is about is like representation and diversity in the raving community and I, I don't know like I think it's something I personally did pay attention to beforehand and it wasn't just with people who like people of color. I also like talk a lot about like plus size ravers and like, that's something I pay very much attention to with like rave companies and stuff. And I don't know. I just feel like I've seen so many beautiful black men and women on my feed this past week. And it's been fucking amazing because I follow a lot, a lot of like makeup companies yeah. and even they're posting more pictures and I'm like, this is how it should always be. And I hope it continues this way because we need the, the feeds and I know it's not about Instagram hundred percent, but like we need to see more bodies, all types of bodies in our face represented because it's, it's just like getting ridiculous. And I feel like it's crazy that it's 2020 and it's gotten to this point yeah. that you finally need to make a change, but you know, baby steps. So that wasn't a question, but my question was, how do you think, uh, do you think there's enough representation of black people in the EDM festival rave scene? I think um, before there wasn't, because there were so many shout out pages that just highlighted on, you know, like white skinny bodies. Mm -hmm. But I know one of my good friends, Serena, who is the owner of Melanin Ravers, Mm-hmm. She does an amazing job of, you know, letting the voices be heard, and she's just very kick-ass with it. But yeah, I do agree with you. There's not enough representation of, like, you know, like, minorities in the rave community, because even my dad was saying, he's like, Dude, these events that you go to, like, I don't, like, when you see, like, the captures of, like, you know, like, videos and stuff, he's like, I don't mm-hmm. see any Black people. And I'm like, yeah, there are like people who are there, but even like from someone from the older generation asking, mm-hmm. that's like an issue because it's like, you know, like we are all a part of these experiences coming from all walks of life and everything. And it's like, I wish there was a way that I could, you know, implement like, well, what can we do to make things more inclusive? Because I was hearing some things about how, you know, if you post somebody, like not even like a person of color, but if you post someone who's bigger or you post someone who is different, it gets less likes and less engagements because that's some things that people just don't want to see. And I think, yeah, like we can put more people of color, but I guess it's also the rave community as like being willing to like, you know, accept the fact that we're all equal and mm-hmm. the fact that all bodies are beautiful bodies and, you know, um, I just wish that, you know, everybody saw, like, people in the same light. Like, we're all people. Like, we mm-hmm. all, like, when you cut us open, we all bleed the same blood. Unless yeah. you're an alien, because I yeah. don't know <laughs> if they bleed. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
but I I completely agree like even when I started when I was starting to get featured on stuff I was like wow like I was like these people know who I am I was like I was like you know because I was talking to one of my friends about it and I was like man like like you know like people like you like I would have never thought in a million years that you know I would be sitting here with you talking about these things yeah <laughs> and my friend was like, oh my gosh, and it all started with Care Bear, and it all started with, <laughs> yeah. like, things, and it, I just never thought, you know, it's just so weird, because Instagram, like, now it's harder for you to, like, get a following now, because mm -hmm. of the algorithms and things like that, and just, yeah. like, people, like, you know, those circulation chains, like, you know, people, like, Deeply Princess, Vibe with Aid, and, like, I, that was shocking, because I was like, I was like, Aid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, and I'm friends <laughs> with Chubby Wubby and stuff, so it's like, you know, it was just really like cool I was like oh my god okay I was like <laughs> it is I mean I just feel like it, it's been interesting to see like the EM community's like reaction to everything um and who's been vocal and who hasn't been but at the end of the day I was talking to Aid about this too like I think I think it's just like your actions proving yourself over time and like it's always been extremely important to me like on this podcast and in my videos that like everybody feels included. And I said this, I'm interested to hear your opinion on this because I didn't realize I was doing it, but I said in one of my Instagram stories, like I want every race, like ethnicity, sex, gender, like age, because I know age is a big thing in the rave scene um, because it's, you know, there's so many incredible like older veteran ravers who I think are amazing. I need to have more on this podcast. But I didn't realize that somebody actually reached out to me and said, you know, right now is a black issue, which I do 100% understand. And it's not about other things right now. Um, so I, I did take that feedback and I do understand like it, it isn't about other issues right now. It is about Black Lives Matter. So I do want to make an effort even more moving forward to have more black, talented, incredible artists like Glovers, Hoopers, like whatever on this podcast and like on my channel in the future and like and I'm that's why I'm encouraging like anybody who listens to this if you have a platform or a company I think it's just as important so that's just like that's just one small way but again like if you're not protesting if you're not donating there are just so many other ways you can educate yourself or have like these difficult conversations that you maybe don't have with your inner circle all the time now yeah. is the time to do it <laughs> right, exactly because yeah sometimes things have to get oh and my boyfriend always taught me like and me I am the worst at debating I hate <laughs> arguing with people I yeah. very much like I love everybody but my boyfriend always told me sometimes you have to deal with some uncomfortable situations to grow mm -hmm. and I learned that I was like you know what and even like on one of my posts I was like you know like this is for the people who don't want to listen to what I have to say like I if you don't feel like listening mm -hmm. my opinion and having like a fruitful discussion yeah and kindly remove me right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and you know I've noticed like a significant amount of like followers that I've lost but then I realized how many followers I gained from mm -hmm. speaking up and right. you know and it's something that like you know I'm gonna top off my hat to you because honestly like there's no I really like appreciate you being an ally and I appreciate you stepping up because sometimes it's not easy to step up. Like 
against something that like, you know, you're going on unprecedented mm-hmm. waters and you don't know if, yep. you know, like you're standing on a landmine and you don't know if you say is going to hurt somebody's feelings or if you say is going to be like, well, that's offensive. Like me, like as a brand owner, I have to keep consideration that sometimes like, you know, there are times where I express my opinion. There are times when I don't. But since I am a black business owner, I will scream it to the cows come home that yeah. this is an important issue. And even like, you know, like some people like going back to like not feeling like they're helping and stuff like that. Like every share, every mention of a black owned business, every, like just even saying like, Hey, like, I love you guys. Like I do that all the time. Like, and I haven't mm-hmm. been doing it lately since quarantine, but like just knowing that like, you know, someone is there for you and someone's fighting for your rights and what your ideals are and things like that is like really awesome to have. And I'm very happy that, you know, you, you said something and, you know, it's amazing. Like, you know, it's amazing to know that you are in our corner and that's like something. (laughs) Well, no. And it's, it's interesting too. I mean, well, thank you for saying that. I really appreciate it. I agree. I feel like saying something and maybe getting it wrong and like learning is better than saying nothing hundred percent. Um, and also just like as a content creator, it's interesting because you do want to keep the conversation going. So like, I do have some video ideas in mind and I've seen like other, um, creators on Instagram and stuff like sharing their favorite black EDM artists and favorite black owned rave companies and all that. And I would love to turn some of those things into videos. And of, of course I first had that thing in my head where I was like, people are going to think you're jumping on the bandwagon or it's too little too late and all of this. And I was like, yeah, but at the end of the day, you know where your intentions are and you know, it's coming from a good place. And I feel like you can't say enough about it at this point. So like if you're making content about it, that's what's important to keep the conversation going and like the pressure on. So I still plan to do all those videos and I think the big thing too, because I'm not black is like doing the research. Like you can't come out of this out of nowhere and talk about things that you don't have experiences in. So that's something that's, that's very big for me. And one other thing I want to ask about too is um, in the EDM scene, I know a big thing right now is like highlighting um, black EDM artists because house and techno were literally like made in Chicago and Detroit yeah on black artists which we don't talk about enough and I'm glad it's like it's being brought up now but I wanted to ask if you have any feelings about that as well oh man when people try to be like when people try to be like house and techno were not made by blacks I'm just like can you please go look in your history please yeah think like no because even uh like I will personally say like it is like well EDM is predominantly dominated by like white people and like you know like I think it's something as maybe there should be more more exposure like mm-hmm. of like more like you know like black DJs and black producers to come out like even if it's something like artists like you know like black coffee 12 planet like mm-hmm. and stuff like finding these artists and putting them on like I know a really awesome DJ um and he like owns Glockwork Records. We met at Lost Lands because I didn't know where my friends were. We were trying to like post camp and he was just like the sweetest thing ever. And him and I still keep in contact. Like, and it's like pretty heavy. It's pretty heavy stuff, but he's very like versatile because it can go from like, you know, a certain type of dubstep to more like drum and bass to more like it fluctuates. And he's like really good with that. And I think it's just more like artists putting like, people of color on because Mm -hmm. I think that's what it is because you know like 
you know how like they have A and R panels and like A and R emails with submissions and yep. maybe it could be something as easy as like hey like people making a post being like hey we're looking for our people of color like mm-hmm. our like you know black DJs we want to hear what you guys are talking about and even if it's someone as big as Excision like doing something yep. like that I feel like that would make a huge impact with bringing more exposure and then even like women in EDM as well like mm-hmm. they're finally starting to get recognition and like there's you know like even when it comes to like you know like Rez and Lucy and you know Toki Monster and all these beautiful like whipped cream like yeah I think like if we're gonna do it we should do it right mm-hmm. and you know and like you know we're talking about like not only like you know like black men in like the EDM community but what about like the powerful black women as well yeah even yeah like you know (laughs) black women black trans women like every walk of life should be welcome like Mm -hmm. I think the only like woman of color that I know is Honey Dijon yeah I was gonna I was literally gonna bring that up because I was trying to put a list together and I was like I'm disappointed in myself and also I'm not getting any responses for black female DJs and I was like this is a problem we need to find some new artists here because this is fucking crazy (laughs) It's nuts. Hopefully, if you, like, come back to me in, like, maybe, like, a year or two, maybe oh, my skills. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. That's awesome. But, no, yeah. it's, it's so true. I mean, yeah, I was actually thinking about female artists because I was, like, I do sing a lot of, like, female EDM, female EDM, female DJs praises, but 100%, like, at this point, I, I want to go back and, like, look at these major festival lineups and, like, see how many Black artists on there, especially, like, in the headlining spot, because there's definitely not enough, and if there are, it's the same people all the time, yeah. so, like, how do we, and it comes from just, like, we need to play their music, we need to demand that they have shows and buy tickets, because that shows the venues that, like, they should keep booking these people, yeah. so it's it's something I definitely want to work on and like I know I do I do a new music Friday playlist every week and like that's something that's very like on the top of my mind just to do better research into like discovering new artists but it's it's gonna I hope even with like the digital festivals we're having right now and like all the live streams like I hope the people who are booking that talent as well are like paying attention right now and make a better effort because it's literally their jobs to go out there and put together a lineup so exactly yeah hopefully they can get their shit together but I am I'm gonna I'm gonna work on a video um and that's one thing I've assigned to myself I've been asking people if they have any good recommendations for documentaries on like the history of house and techno and I've had a a couple people um suggest books and suggest movies so I'm definitely gonna go back and like it's something I've always wanted to learn and now I'm like no now is the time you can't talk about these genres like you love them so much, but not fully understand where they came from. So going to do my best and hopefully, uh, hopefully I'll be able to share that with everybody once I've done my research. <laughs> Amazing. Emma. like, thank you. Like, Fine. Just, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh my God. Well, before I let you go, I appreciate you spending all your, your time with me tonight. Um, I did just want to give you the floor and like any other messages you have right now, um, we're, we're all listening to you. So whatever you want to say. Um, well, first, before this slips my mind again, congratulations on getting engaged. Like, that's Thank like, a- <laughs> and, um, I just wanted to tell everybody that, you know, 
whether you think you're doing a good job or not, like you're existing and we have to have more self-compassion for ourselves because right now we're living in a world that's very turbulent and very violent and very like, we don't know where our sanctuary is, but just know like we have to rely on each other in order to, you know, feel solace in the situation. And even if it's an uncomfortable situation, we have to embrace the uncomfortability because that's how we're going to grow as people. And we're going to be able to, you know, I'm going to be able to tell my friends, kids that, you know, this is what happened. This is how we got through it. And this is how we demanded equal rights. And it's something that we all have to like lock in arms with because we just have to support each other in every way because we are, I feel like we're all one. And how can we operate if someone is not okay with certain things going on? And like even some people who are turning a blind eye, a blind eye to it as well. Like mm-hmm. I pray for those people because sometimes like it's until it happens to you, like you'll really understand like what's going on. And mm-hmm. I'm always here for anybody who needs anything. If like you're just frustrated about the world or you just want to send me a funny meme or anything, like I'm always here. <laughs> and, yeah, I just wanted to say thank you, Emma, for just being an amazing, positive soul and just being the first like EDM influencer that I've ever had like you know like an actual like conversation and interview with because my only other one was where's Amanda and that was a special interview in my heart too so I'm happy to put that you know the two like most important interviews I've ever had were with you two and just keep doing your thing and being amazing and always always stay true to yourself because at the end of the day, you have yourself, and that's what's going to be genuine at heart is you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, thank you so much. I, I genuinely appreciate you so much, and I wish you the best of luck with your company. I can't wait to see like what you come out with, and like 100% can't wait to see you in person when we have like festivals. Okay, I'm gonna give you the biggest like. I'm gonna give you the biggest hug, and I'll get back into curlers and making my mask. So I'll make you some. Oh, I love that. No, it's, I mean, this again, like I said, almost an hour ago, like this is why I love doing this because, you know, it's so nice to have interactions online, but to actually be able to like sit down and have conversations and get to know people better. And like, thank you so much for, for really speaking your truth and using your voice and being honest and open with me today. Like, this is not an easy topic for us to tackle. And I totally understand like the gravity of that. But I just like appreciate you coming on here and I'm so glad I got to know you and I definitely cannot wait to to meet you in person. It's gonna be awesome. Dude, <laughs> well, before you go, before I let you go, guys, uh oh wait, plug all your channels. Like where can where can everybody find you? Okay, well, if you wanna follow my personal, it's at LexiBex one four five. And for Headbanger Raveware, um, it is underscore oh, H D B N G wait H D B N G R underscore R V W R. Perfect. Remove the vowels, guys, and I will yeah, listen here. It'll be linked below. But um, I'm gonna let Lexi go here, you guys, and then I will be back with EDM news and my song recommendations of the week. Alrighty, you guys. Thank you again, Lexi, for chatting with me today, for being so open and honest. It genuinely was so incredible getting to know you a little bit better and just to to have this conversation with you like seriously it was so informative and so enlightening and I think a lot of people will benefit from from hearing you talk so thank you so much for coming on 
Guys, go support Headbanger Ravewear at H-D-B-N-G underscore R-V-W-R. And if you want to follow Lexi, it is at Lexi, L-E-X-I, Bex, B-E-X, 145. Go support, show some love. Um, Like I said, she has face masks and things like that on the site. And she's got you covered. Men, women, whatever, what size you are, it doesn't matter. She's got your rave outfit for you. And you don't even need it for a rave. I wear mine to sleep. I got my big comfy t-shirts. I wear them around the house. So they really are for any time. You can wear them to the gym. So go show some love and support and flood her DMs with messages, positive messages. (laughs) Okay, so let's get into some EDM news, you guys. We have a lot of stuff to cover here. So the first thing I want to mention is Tomorrowland's Digital Festival Um, which is going to be July 25th and 26th. So they're going to be bringing you guys the Tomorrowland experience and they're jumping into the live streaming field here. So you can check out um, on their Instagram or on their website. They have a whole new website. You do have to purchase tickets, which am I surprised? No, I think it was a matter of time before live stream events. We're going to start charging for them. Um, I don't really know how I feel about it. We're going to have an episode coming up where I'm specifically talking about live streams and my thoughts and opinions. And I have a bunch of emails that you guys wrote in. So you can actually keep those coming. If you want to tell me your thoughts and opinions on live stream events and how they've been going so far, email me your opinions to raveculturecast at gmail.com. And that'll be in an upcoming episode. Um, but either way, yeah, they have a range of tickets here. There's different like party packages and things like that, ranging from like 12 euro to like 50 euro, depending on what you pick. I think there's day entry and then there's the whole weekend pass. And I was looking up on their facts. So you will have the option when you buy a ticket, um, for Tomorrowland around the world, you can choose to make a donation if you want to the Tomorrowland Foundation, which says it supports magnificent projects and their challenges against the COVID-19 virus. So obviously because Tomorrowland was canceled because of COVID, there's the option to do a donation. So I thought that was nice. You can throw that in if you're feeling it. Um, And we'll see. I don't think any lineup came out or anything like that, but um, definitely going to be interested. I don't know how I feel yet. I don't really know. Maybe I'll do one day. But so far, I haven't been that good at keeping up with the live streams. Like, I'll pop in for a little bit and then I'll go on with my day. So I feel like if you were going to, like, plan your whole night and watch for the whole night and throw, like, a party or something like that, um, then maybe it's worth it. But uh, definitely very interesting and I will keep you guys posted when the lineup comes out. Um, I also wanted to mention uh, some festivals, obviously, that had been canceled We got word about Lollapalooza, so that is being rescheduled for next summer, and it's going to be the 30th anniversary, so that's pretty exciting. Coachella, I feel like we knew this was going to happen, but it got postponed to October, which was weird enough in itself, but I feel like a lot of people were like okay with that. So they canceled the October dates. They are going to be having it um, in April of 2021. It says that 2020 passes will be honored and you guys should have gotten like emails about all of that. So um, you'll have information about keeping your ticket or getting a refund. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Everyone is weighing in saying like if they think it's going to be possible for festivals to happen as early as April in 2021. Honestly, at this point, who's to say? I feel like it's a state by state basis because you got Georgia and Florida over here 
having nightclubs open and having concerts come back and some shows, is that great for COVID right now? Probably not. Um, So I think it just completely depends on where the event takes place. And California has been pretty strict. So time will tell. We will see. But again, I will keep you guys posted on that situation. Um, What else do we have here? Uh, EDM Maniacs Drive-In, which is in San Antonio, I believe, announced their headliners were Tritonal and Cosmic Gate. Great options, by the way. Both are really incredible live. Big fan of Cosmic Gate if you guys are a trans fan. And then they said that as of right now, local officials have approved that attendees can party outside of their vehicles while maintaining a safe social distance. So that's really cool. And I honestly can't wait to see everyone's videos. I'm very curious. Um, Please DM me or post in the Facebook group what your experience is like if you guys get to go into this drive-in because I haven't heard from too many people how these drive-in raves are going. So I'm very curious about that. Uh, Oh, and I skipped this one. Ever After also, also officially postponed or canceled um until next june and their ticket refund situation was a little confusing to me if i'm honest it sounded like there was only a certain window in august i believe where you need to tell them if you're keeping your tickets or if you want a refund and then it said something about like if you bought a group package there was no refund option so i would just triple check if you guys bought tickets to ever after like the fine print and just make sure that you can get a refund Email them and reach out if you can't. But I would hope that that's an option at this point for everybody. I feel like you should either get a refund or be able to transfer your tickets if you want to for the next year. Okay, what else do we have? Um, Sort of tied into the Coachella news, AEG, which is one of the biggest like live event production companies, uh, is obviously going to be having some significant amount of layoffs um, or furloughs or pay cuts as well. They mentioned starting July 1st. Obviously, with Coachella being canceled until 2021, and if there's no live events happening anytime, they can't really keep all of these employees if they have nothing going on. So that was really upsetting to hear, and it's just it just really sucks, and I feel for every single person that works in this industry because you guys know how much I love it, and this is the industry I want to work in one day, so... It just really stinks, and I really hope a lot of people get their jobs back when things kick off because I think it'll be so busy and so crazy when we're eventually able to have events so a bummer for sure but I hope all of you guys uh, are staying safe out there and I hope you guys can find some other work in the meantime yeah and just and just keep your head up I know it's really really tough to go through any sort of layoff or furlough or anything like that um I think the last two things I wanted to mention So one thing, Twitch recently had some changes to their guidelines and everything that I've been reading so far essentially sounds like they're making it harder for artists to have live streams and basically have DJ sets, obviously because they're using other people's music in them. So they were cracking down on like copywriting music and a lot of people were having to, like they were flagging old videos and it wasn't just them, it was other content creators who had to go back and like remove videos that had different music in it. So I think it's going to make it very difficult for smaller artists who don't own their own music. Like obviously for the top players who have a huge huge range of music and tracks and albums and things like that like they'll be able to still do things like that if they're even on twitch but the smaller artists who rely on other people's music to be able to mix them into sets like really sucks and I feel like this is just another push in the direction of like having paid 
streams and things like that or having, you know, paying for licenses. So I don't know how I feel about it. I feel like we we had one thing. They We had one thing. We have these free live streams and now these platforms are making it more difficult. So I don't know. I feel like just let us have this. Just let these artists have this. You know what I mean? Let people enjoy their music in peace. All right. And then lastly, in more serious news, there have been some sexual assault allegations against the artist Graves. If any of you guys are familiar with him, I believe he's from Hawaii. Um, yeah, I mean, not gr- looking great for for him. Two women came out against him with some serious allegations of sexual assault. I believe one, if not both of them, were two minors. Um, huge issue. I think these happened years ago, if I'm not mistaken. He responded on Twitter, but I actually just went to look and I can't find his Twitter or his Instagram. So I have a feeling he took both down at this point. Um, I'm going to see if I can find his apology because I remember reading it being like, huh. Oh, here we go. I think he essentially not admitted it, but basically was just like, sorry for any of like the pain that I've caused or like misinterpreting a situation. Yeah, he said caused great harm. He was going to seek counseling to focus on becoming a better person. I can't find the full response of his now, but some of the women who came out against him share their stories on Twitter. Uh, And then since then, other artists have come out. Obviously, a lot of people, fans and artists, are extremely disappointed in hearing about this and then seeing his response to it. I think you have Kazo here, R.L. Grime, Boombox Cartel. R.L. Grime said, I'm horrified and disheartened to hear the recent news regarding graves, and I appreciate and admire the bravery it took for the victims to speak out. I have a zero tolerance for this kind of conduct. Out of respect and support of the victims, I am removing um, Arcus from all DSPs. Additionally, I will be donating a portion of the profits from the three songs he contributed to on Nova to Rain, Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network, which is fucking awesome. So good for you, R.L. Grime. Absolutely love that he's doing that. Um, I think obviously the allegations against him were serious enough Um Based on his apology, the people who have come out, the victims against him, and then him disappearing from social media. So I think you guys know where I stand on this situation. Uh, and yeah, Arl Grime pulled all of their collaborations, which is pretty crazy. So that, that's been making headlines in the news this week. And that is all I have for you guys. I do want to get into um, our songs of the week really quickly before I let you all go here. So what have I been into this week? Okay, (laughs) this is not EDM related like at all. Probably unexpected. I don't think I've ever really talked about this artist at all anywhere. But I've been super into Love Island, the UK version. I already binge watched season six, completely obsessed with it and the entire cast. And now I'm watching season two. But in season six, they played a ton of Harry Styles. And I knew, like I knew his music was good. Obviously, he's super talented. But the song Adore You, I cannot stop listening to. It is so catchy, such a good pop track, and it just like is perfect for summer. So when I've been taking walks around the block, I've been listening to Adore You by Harry Styles, and it's so fucking good. So I really like that. I really love Nitty Gritty's new song, Dead in the Water. This is tied into this whole EP that he's doing that I think he said was influenced more by like an Odessa kind of sound Um, because Nitty Gritty can go hard. Like the man can do it all. He always has a nice mix, but this is a different pace for him. This is more chill. And out of all the releases he's done, this is my favorite. So Dead in the Water by Nitty Gritty, big fan of that one. 
and some other new releases that came out um, that I have in my New Music Friday playlist on Spotify, you guys. It's a good one. I really like Rising Up by Chris Nasty. Great dance track. Big fan of that one. And I like Keep It Coming by Dylan Nathaniel. I'm going to throw that in there. That one is a really good track as well. And that one, Dylan Nathaniel is a great house artist. Couldn't be more supportive of him. So those are my songs of the week, you guys. And again, you can go follow me on Spotify. I have my new music Friday playlist where a lot of these songs are in. And it's updated and refreshed every single Friday morning. And with that, you guys, we are at the end of the episode. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you again to Lexi for coming on today. Again, go show her and Headbanger Ravewear some love and support. I appreciate you guys letting me bring these people on, have these conversations, be open with you, try new content, and basically use my platform to let other people come on and talk and have their experiences. Because right now, the Black Lives Matter movement is still the focus. It doesn't get washed away with other headlines. It can't just go out of the media and be this thing that came and went. We have to keep talking about it. We have to keep having black voices in the media, on television, on podcasts, everywhere. Diversify your feed. I have a video coming out on my YouTube channel. It may already be up of my favorite black YouTubers and content creators. So if you guys are sitting there at home and you're like, I really don't know how I can make a difference, like what can I do? Yes, donations are great. Yes, signing petitions is great. Being at a protest, incredible. But one small thing you can do, one, purchase from black-owned companies, especially in the EDM and festival community if that's what you guys are into. Diversify your feed. Follow people of color. Follow black influencers. Support them. Like their posts because that's how they get opportunities to Work with brands to be put out there more in the media. And same thing goes for YouTube. Follow them, subscribe to them, watch their videos, stream their things. And that's how they get discovered more. That's how they end up on the trending page. So any way I can help, I want to be an ally. I want to use my voice and use my platform because I haven't lived these experiences. Like I mentioned, that that I haven't gone through anything that black people have gone through. So whatever I can do to help, you guys let me know. I am happy to do so. Again, thank you for hearing me and Lexi out and for being open to these conversations. We're all learning here. None of us are perfect. I don't know what I'm talking about half the time, but that that's what we have to do. We have to educate ourselves. So thank you guys. Wow, I, I'll get off my soapbox now. But um, if you enjoyed this, if you enjoyed the podcast, I would really appreciate you guys sharing this on your Instagram stories today. This episode out of all of them like feels the most important to me. So I really appreciate you guys sharing this one, sending a link to your friends today, tagging us at Rave Culture Cast and at Emma Capotis. You guys can rate and review on iTunes if you're feeling up to it. And if you want to watch the episode, please go subscribe to my YouTube channel, Emma Capotis. And say what's up to Lexi. And of course, join, join the Facebook group, you guys. It is such a fun community. We're having so many good conversations over there. And I'm hoping to plan more Zoom calls. We have our first family Zoom call. If you guys didn't know, 
Um, it's going to be Friday, June 26th. I'm trying to figure out the time, but I have been talking to everybody about that in the Facebook group. So I want to have a Zoom call where we can all get to know each other and hang out and stuff on that. And you guys can talk for a change so I can listen finally. <laughs> but thank you all for being here. Happy Wednesday. I appreciate all of you. I love you. Stay safe. And I will be back next Wednesday with a new episode. Peace.